Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jabo, everyone, and thank you, as always, for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios. And joining me from somewhere in the world is Safari Mike. But, Mike, you, you really can't travel, can you? No, I'm quarantined, Dave. Locked and loaded. Hiding You're... out from the murder hornets. <laughs> Mike did a uh, Planet Watch, if you hadn't heard, last week on the murder hornets. Very topical. Uh, first of all... <laughs> Do we really call them murder hornets, or is this just the thing that the press says? It's just the thing. The pre- well, I mean, yeah, the, it's mostly just the press. Their official name is the giant Asian wasp. I mean, it's still pretty. pretty hornet. Rough. Excuse me. I said wasp. I meant hornet. I apologize. They're still pretty rough. I don't want to come in contact with them. They're huge. Uh, you know, they're like a couple of inches long, which is yeah. doesn't sound long, but you know, put out a ruler and imagine a hornet that that large. With a stinger that makes it feel like you know, there's a hot nail being put into your thigh. Or yeah, that's, that's the part stuck. in your show last week that made me go, oh, no. <laughs> there's actually a YouTube video. I don't want to uh, see it. Of a guy who purposely gets stung by one. And he is clearly in agony. And even like the next day, he's still got swelling. And oh. uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. Jeez. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> shameless plug time. Um, we are crea- uh, collecting money via the sales of our T-shirts. Man, there's some great T-shirts. Mike, I'm I'm um, ordering my Anandapur rail service shirt today, actually. Um, and I, I got to find one for Colin, too. But you gave him a great digging, uh, um, digging in the boneyard one. Yes. <laughs> uh, there are so many great designs. T, I think More it's to come, too. slash user slash Radio Harambe. But if you don't want to put that all in, the link's in the show notes. It's all right there. Um, you go there. There's some great attraction stuff and some, you know, Mike's Tiger Wall, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and all the money we make, we well, make a couple bucks per shirt because most of it goes to T-Public. Uh, but what we do make, we're going to donate it to the Bronx Zoo. We're doing that because zoos throughout the world are now unable to have guests, therefore unable to make money, and therefore it's becoming very difficult for them and very costly for them to care for these animals uh, when there's no cash on hand. So so they're really reaching out to donors and to people to uh, help out for donations and stuff like that. So that's what we're going to do here. Yeah, we picked the Bronx Zoo because that's where I worked. I know know, people who listen to the show know that for, for many years. But, you know, if you have your own zoo that, uh, you yes. know, you go to frequently, you know, please, you know, go on their website. I'm sure that they'll have a place where you can, uh, you know, give them a couple of bucks to help them get through this tough time for them, for everybody. Absolutely correct. It, don't just, you know, help out any way you can. Uh, I also w- was immediately on board of the Bronx Zoo thing also because the Bronx Zoo is more than just a zoo. They're um, a huge conservation 
worldwide fund, you know, that uh, mm-hmm. is involved all over the world with this stuff. They're they're more than just a, a, a New York Zoo. They're a really giant organization, so they have a lot of costs and a lot of expenses, and and they try to do a lot of work. So it's it's a good idea to help them out as best we can. Um, I guess that's all for the plugs. Mike, before we get into our topic today, sure. and one of our listeners wanted us to discuss the Wild Africa Trek, which Mike, yes. Mike couldn't believe, and I couldn't believe either, that we hadn't already discussed that. <laughs> I know. It's very strange that we haven't. Isn't that I'm crazy? Sure, I mean, I, I know we've discussed it as uh, in passing on several occasions, but we never had a full-blown, let's talk about the Wild Africa Trek. Now, uh, it's right. And you it's, know, it's difficult for us to do that because I've never done the Wild Africa Trek. But we'll get into that more in just a second. Yeah, we got a request on an email from somebody named uh, from Julie uh, who uh, wanted to know a little bit more. And did we ever do a show on it? And I had to look back and said, gee, no, we haven't done one. Yeah, we actually looked through because we, I think we were both kind of thought we did, but we, we never <laughs> did. Again, we must have just talked about it in passing. So uh, we'll get into that in a second. But before we do that... Um, Something came to mind uh, due to an article I read. Uh, I guess the governor of Florida has um, just Florida. This is not in California, but the governor of Florida has um, asked for the theme parks to present to him plans for reopening, what they're going to do moving forward. Um, They've already opened Disney Springs. Uh Uh-huh. Because well, that's... No, the, uh, yes, the, I thought the Springs was opening on the twentieth, or am I, or am I wrong? No, about you that? could be right. Yes, yes, you could be right. So it's coming up in the next week or so. Uh, yeah, but that's just retail locations. That has a different set of criteria from the parks. So, I mean, I'm still not hearing park opening anytime before July. Are you? No. And uh, in fact, I've seen some things where people who had June um, reservations uh, got emails from Disney saying, you know, sorry, but, you know, we uh, we have to cancel these. Um, I know Florida is moving to full phase one uh, reopening, which means restaurants can go from 25 percent capacity to 50 percent. So I guess that would also include the Disney Springs restaurant restaurants and they have to keep respecting you know the social social distancing yeah. and and all that kind of stuff and there's certain sanitation levels but yeah disney has to put forward their plan to um to begin reopening process and i imagine i mean we could talk about what we think that might in, incorporate but go ahead uh, it's difficult for me really to think about it because uh, uh, you know one of these things is one of the things about this pandemic in in the united states at least that that I'm starting to understand is like, listen, I'm in New Jersey. Okay. There is literally no state affected more than us. Uh, You know, I think we may have the highest per capita case rate in the country. We may Uh not have the most total number. That's New York. That's New York. But I think if you see how many people live in New York and compare that number to the 9 million that live in New Jersey, uh, they're pretty close to the per capita. So there's nobody worse off from this pandemic than us. Right. So our perspective here is not the same as it is in other places. And I know a lot of people are rushing to reopen things. And those of us here who know people who work in hospitals that were overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by this 
have a very different perspective on this stuff. I mean, we know we know people who've been who've lost their lives. I mean, Corinne I, I, and I, our friend's father, just died of it the other day. I, I, this is probably the fourth or fifth friend of mine who has a relative or yeah. somebody they work with who's who's succumbed to COVID nineteen. Right. So I know our perspectives are all different, and I know their perspective in Florida is very very different. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> you know, I could tell you what it would look like if it were here in New Jersey. You know, it'd be like, you know, 20 people allowed in the park per day. <laughs> right, right, right. But I don't know what it's going to look like in Florida. And I don't know what we do moving forward here. And a lot of people are asking us about this stuff. And I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't know how this is going to happen. And I don't know what they're going to do. <clears throat> well, they're going to have to be at minimum capacity, maybe 25 percent capacity to start off with. How are they going to do that is beyond me because. I mean, for example, I have uh, reservations to go to Disney at the end of August. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only person that has reservations to go to Disney. I mean, how are they going to say, okay, you know, you are allowed in the park, even though you, yeah. you know, you're staying here, but you know, you sir are not in your family are not allowed in the park. Um, I'm sure it's more than 25% capacity in terms of reservation, you know, hotel reservations that that are already booked. I'm sure of that. So how are they going to? manage that are you only going to be allowed the park for a couple hours and then you have to leave who knows uh you know what's what are they going to do with queues i have no idea i mean how i mean they jam pack people into that peter pan queue how is jam that going to work Mike. jam how pack. is that going to work think of I, the I, other places think of the moment you come out of the elevator or the uh the moment you come out sure. of the the portrait room in the in the haunted mansion sure and you're in a sure. bottle uh, uh, a designed yeah. bottleneck yeah, to go exactly. to, what are you going to do? Yeah, I have no idea. I, mean, I have no idea. And you could forget stage shows. I mean, you're not going to see Festival of Lion King for some time. No. I would imagine. No. You can't. <clears throat> and buffets are gone. You could forget, you know, those buffet, you know, yeah. Boma buffets. Forget that. I, I don't even know if they'll ever come back, to be honest. I mean, who knows if, you know, with all the, you know, focus on, you know, spreading germs and maybe, you know, people think buffets are not such a great idea. And I certainly know a lot of people who won't want to go to them even if they reopen it. The last time I was in Florida yeah. was the end of January. Now, Mike will will attest to the fact that there is nobody who walks around this world more concerned about germs than me. Now, there are some people who are... are you are like, very Felix Unger-like. Yes. Now, it's not clinical. I can still go out. <laughs> you know, I, I know right. there are worse people. Don't get me wrong. Right, right, right. But... The average person you see walking down the street, there is no one who is more aware of this kind of thing than than I am. I am a germaphobe. Right. And the last time I was in Florida, I got deathly ill. And, and I, you know, I kind of think I had this COVID thing. I don't know for sure because I had a dry cough. I had a horrible fever. And that's and I took every reasonable measure, as I always do. To keep mm -hmm. myself from getting sick. I get into a, a plane, I wipe everything down. I swear sure. to God. I put my finger on that little tickets ticket thing, and the first thing I do is whip the sanitizer out of my pocket and make sure everyone's fingers are sanitized. Sure, sure. I, every time I touch something, I'm, that's just the way I am. And still, me, I got horribly ill. Now, maybe it was just the flu. I don't know. But that's the thing. It mm -hmm. takes doesn't take much. So back to normal is not possible here. 
you know, back to what it was before this just seems like a complete impossibility in my mind. Well, I think I think the world is going to change in some way. I mean, just like after 9-11, you know, there were certain things that are never going to be the same in terms of like getting into stadiums and airports and all that kind of yeah. stuff and yep. security things. Yep. I think there's going to be a certain amount of change that we will always have because of COVID. Yeah, I mean, it. it short of a vaccine which is a year away uh how does small how, how do businesses like the parks the theme parks go on and conduct business and make money i don't know i mean yeah, did, did, sure. didn't disney sure report something like a 90 percent drop in revenue <laughs> yeah 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 they got they got hammered and they're not the only ones obviously but they did get hammered i think it's going to open up sparsely like mike's saying if they're only going at twenty five percent capacity at the at the park, that means you're only going to get twenty five percent of service as well. They're not going to have all their employees back. They no, can't no. afford to. No. So there's going to be shows closed, attractions closed. Oh, there'll definitely be shows closed. And that's like going to just Once be the reopen, way it is. Yeah, it's just you're not going to have Festival of the Lion King or you know Mickey's Fill of Magic or any of those things. I, I can't. I, th- those won't be. Those won't be up and running when we start. Absolutely not. Think about how you can control crowds and what you can do. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it make sense if they're going to redo Epcot to just not reopen it until it's done? Because Epcot is only about shopping, eating right now. You know, it's only about those things. Can they operate all these restaurants at a 25% capacity in Epcot? Doesn't make much sense. Doesn't make much sense. So that's a possibility. I mean, the restaurants you know, have crazy. a low, you know, low, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Low profit margin anyway. Yeah. Oh, the lowest. The lowest of anything. Yeah. 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 So maybe if they open it, you know, they have some beer carts and some, you know, maybe right. instead of restaurants, we have well, some takeout have stands. I mean, if they're going to have people in the park, they're going to have to offer some sort of nourishment <laughs> yes but it, it'll be stands it'll be that kind yeah. of stuff maybe there's you know each person who comes is a limited amount of time they could be in this in the park or wherever it might be uh, there's going to be weird changes it's gonna uh, it'll be interesting to see because yeah. if we open things back up and then we flare back up again with this covid which obviously is something that could happen um well, it's happening all around the world as we speak the yep. south korea is having another redo yep. uh Germany's things have gone up because they reopened too early. I mean, it's happening all over the world. Yeah. And those are countries with plans. We don't really have a, a, yeah, a nationwide plan. Countries like uh, I know Lebanon had like another real, I mean, uh, the, the healthcare system there, I can't be, can't be comparable, but places like Germany and South Korea where, you know, the healthcare system is comparable. Um, right. They're having problems. Sweden, another one having yeah. a big problem recently. Yeah. Anyway, so I just wanted to mention that because I know we're getting close and and we hear anything more. We'll certainly talk about it again. But, um, you know, people who think this is going to be open for the summer, <laughs> just don't know. Yeah, I'm not I sure what I'm going to do. I'm but not yeah, hearing anything is, good. Let's say they open it, and, you know, phase reopening. It starts in mid-June and or, or first week of July. And, you know, even by the end of August, you know, it's up and running Almost to normally, you know, maybe 75 percent capacity and no shows or that kind of thing. Um, do, do I even want to go? Do exactly. I even want to put myself at risk? I mean, that's the other thing is do people even want to go? I mean, yeah. I've seen I've seen plenty of um, 
polls, for lack of a better term, of people who's like, I'm not going anywhere, you know. <laughs> oh, and it <laughs> all, it's open, and that's why, that, that was kind of where I was going with what I said at first about being from New Jersey. Nobody from yeah. around here is going to go. No one. Mm-hmm. Now, people who live in less affected areas like, you know, I, I don't know, the Dakotas or even, I, you know, you hear about Wisconsin. Or, or yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. In the less affected areas, they might go. But that's still it. it that's going to significantly decrease. Right. And how are they going to manage? I mean, after 9-11, it took a long time for the parks to get back up. Yeah, yeah. And that was not people coming there. The the threat in their mind was only, was not something that they saw happening every day like this is, you know? So as we got further away from 9-11, it got less and less on the front of mind, and it became less and less of an issue, and travelers trickled back in, and it went up and up and up every week. Sure. I mean, 9-11 I don't was know that a that's gonna traumatic happen event for the country. Right. And, you know, but it was a one-day event. It was I a mean, one-time event, yeah. Obviously, you talked about it for, for months afterwards, and it was still part of the right. news cycle and all that kind of stuff. But it was one event. This has been, what, at least two and a half months of, of – uh, day in and day out conversation. It's an active issue. And it takes one time for somebody to say, I went to Florida and went to Disney World and three days later, I got uh, diagnosed with COVID-19. Right. Just once. And that's all over the news. And everybody who was there during that time is now afraid. Right. (sighs) Just seems like such a difficult and forgetting thing. forgetting legal issues. I oh. mean, will will people start to sue? You know, they they're supposed to be sanitizing those railings every twenty minutes, and I was on. You know, I didn't see anybody there for half an hour, like, but, but you know, all that kind of stuff. You, lo- you lawyers really are going to Disney be, for that, but but you, you lawyers are going to be in, are going to have a good business after this is all over. <laughs> Not that you don't already. <laughs> Anyway, so let's talk Wild Africa Trek. Yes, Wild Africa Trek. Um, let me say this. <laughs> I am a conscientious objector to Wild Africa Trek. Is that is that is that a, a good way to say it? Um, now, why would you be a conscientious, because conscientious I think it's, objector? I'll tell you why. Um, okay. Because everyone in my family, including you, Mike, mm-hmm. all went on the Wild Africa Trek on a trip when I happened to not be there for work reasons. Yeah, years ago. This was this years was ago. Uh, and and in fairness, this was many years ago. Probably a year my after it opened. Were, Within the year it opened. Yeah, probably my kids were little at the time. Yes. Um the, you took all the had all these wonderful pictures. Yeah, came back all smiley. This is great. And sh- sh- you know, there's a CD of pictures, the whole thing, you know. Yeah. And I looked at it, and I talked to people, you know, to you guys about it. And, oh, it was great. Oh, what did you do? You did this, you did this. And then by the time it was all done, said and done, my thought was 200, it was like $250 at the time. I don't know what it is now. It's, but, it's about uh, – uh, the price ranges from different times of the day, and, but it's usually between 190 and 250 bucks. At the time, it was uh, – that sounds like it almost got a little that. cheaper. No, it's a little bit. It was a little bit less than that when we went. Okay, it just seemed too much for what you got for me, and so I, I am a person who I live. I've said this many times on the show. I pay what I'm willing to pay when I walk in the door. My park ticket 
and my budget put aside for food and drinks and souvenirs, that's all Disney's getting from me. So you're not doing any add-ons? I'll do... I will discuss (laughs) add-ons on a case-by-case basis. Right. So, for example... Based on the value I feel I get. Like, would you, you, you've done some tours, haven't you? I have done some tours. So, so let me say it like this. Okay. There are tours that I've done, backstage tours, um, you know, Imagineering based stuff, the details tours. And I did those because for one thing, they're probably a quarter of the price of this. Mm -hmm. But... In a lot of those cases, I'm seeing something I never would see anywhere else, and I'm getting information that I can't get anywhere else. So in order for me to do it, this is what I have to do. Uh, if I like, So for example, you would do the Caring for Giants tour, which is like $30 behind the scenes you know, for 45 minutes of the, of the elephants and stuff totally. like that. I mean, you see the elephants, but you get to go behind the scenes. You get to go you know, 100%. backstage a little bit. Okay. Good value right. for money. I haven't done it yet because I have a five-year-old who I'm always with, and he's. Well, you, know, you have to be a certain age to do it. Yeah. I think he's probably of age now. Right. He, he they probably would let him do it, but yeah, I mean, when but he he's was crazy. two, I don't he, think they he, would allow him in. There. Yeah, no, he, and he's crazy anyway. Like he's not going to sit there for forty-five minutes, so it has to be a little older before I do it. But that's the only reason well, you why don't I haven't really sit there. In fairness, I know we're digressing here. You don't really sit there. You get you go backstage, you get on a, a, a bus. They drive you around behind the park and you know see some of the old stuff, and then you're walking around uh, a, a big area to overlook the the elephants. So he's not sitting. I did the Magic Kingdom one, uh-huh. where you could go down, go down to the Utilidors and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did the Wild by Design. Okay, but again, they're all a lot cheaper. Uh, the Wild by Design, I'm only seeing things that I would have seen uh, on the, in the park, but I'm getting information I wouldn't get in the park. But right. more importantly, it was a heck of a lot cheaper. So when you guys brought me back the pictures from Wild Africa Trek, I see those hippos every time I go on the ride, and I get the ride for free. Mm, not the same, though. I, no, it's a, again, it's enhanced. Uh, but it is, to me, is it is it worth... There's, there's three of us in the family, so we're it's talking. Cost you six hundred bucks. Six hundred bucks minimum. Uh, yeah, uh, right. Minimum. Is usually, six hundred bucks are more. Usually, you can get a cheaper price in the afternoon tours. Right. Is it worth six hundred bucks? Well, you got to tell us, Mike. So tell us about the Wild Africa Trek. Well, I certainly think it's worth six hundred bucks. I think I think it's worth two hundred dollars a person. I thought it was great. It's you're there for hours. Um. You start off um, by – well, let me just do an overview. You get to see stuff that you wouldn't ordinarily get to see, and you get to do things that you wouldn't ordinarily get to do. So it meets your criteria as far as I'm concerned with regards to the Kilimanjaro Safari. Now, um, you start off with – by getting um, strapped in and all that kind of stuff, and um, – for, you can't you can't bring a purse with you. You can't bring you know if you bought souvenirs, you can't bring them with you. You have to check all that stuff in. Um, you can bring a camera with you, but only if you have a strap for it, uh, because you are going to be over the crocodile exhibit, over the hippo exhibit, and they don't want you dropping uh, you know your camera into the drink. 
um, it potentially injuring uh, the animals. Um, in fact, I think they even they also take your magic bands so that they don't inadvertently fall off your wrist while you're uh, you know doing the various things. Yeah, you don't want to feed the crocodiles a magic band. No, no, because then they'll go on your uh, you know your fast passes. Um, there is a way in. You have to when you first check in. The check in process could take about a half hour. You go in these they, you know the the people who are going to guide you, and there's usually two guides. Um, they give you a little information. They give you, uh, you know, some Swahili words. And uh, one of the things they do is they weigh you because if you are 300 pounds or more, you cannot go on the Wild Africa Trek. Um, and that is strictly for safety reasons. Um, you're given a vest and a harness. Um, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but you do sort of get used to it pretty quick. It's not too bad. Um, and you know, then, then you start your, your journey to the wild Africa track. Um, it is, how do I put this? You start off first with, uh, going through Pangani, which this part is pretty much your standard run of the mill tour. Of the Pangani Forest Trail. Now I'm definitely not paying 200 bucks for running the Gorilla Falls. I mean, you're better off for this five, you know, first 10 minutes of the tour of just, you know, plugging in my show of the Gorilla Falls um, tour and just listening away. (laughs) But you do get some information about the gorillas and stuff, and it's 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 like a brief, but it's only brief. They give a quick tour, and then you go behind the scenes, and then you get sort of after that first 15 minutes or so, you start going behind the scenes, and that's where you get. Um, they bring you behind the scenes to where the hippos are and you're on this ledge overlooking the hippo. So when you're, and you see it when you're driving in the safari, you're, you know, you drive along, the hippos are on your left, left and right on your right hand side, which is usually the place where you don't see the hippos quite as well as you do, um, on the safari, but it's also the one that's also part of uh pangani uh, the gorilla fall i keep saying pangani gorilla falls uh trail um you know what i'm saying yes okay so for people who don't know when you're on the safari ride you have a big lagoon to the left full of hippos there's usually about five or six in there and then to the right there is another uh, exhibit of hippos that's actually the same exhibit that you see on the gorilla falls trail um, and that's the one that you that is a little cliff overlooking the trail. And you and you get first you have to get hooked up. You get harnessed in. There's a big strap from this rope so that if you slip and fall, you're not tumbling into the uh, the hippo exhibit. You know, 15 feet below you. And here you stay for a little while, and you get a you know they they talk about how they care for the hippos, how they uh, you know various you know hippo facts. And they also feed the hippos. They start throwing in lettuce, and you get a really good look at the hippos, much better than you get um, on the safari ride. The hippos, they know it's, you know, they know they're getting, you know, heads of lettuce. They come, the two of them come over, open up their big mouths, and, and, you know, they, and then the, and the, uh, the guides, you know, toss lettuce down below, and, and the, you watch the hippos eat the lettuce. It's pretty fun. It's a, it's a, that's a good part of the, the Wild Africa Trek, and okay. certainly – Something you do not get uh, unless you are on the Wild Africa Trek. Okay. So that's something. Now, right. Next is, of but course, I, the next. Can I, can I give you my feeling, though? Sure, sure. 
There's the hippo. I'm throwing him lettuce from feet and feet away. Actually, technically, you're not throwing him. The guides throw them. See? You don't get to feed them. 200 bucks, Mike? Go ahead. <laughs> I, just want, I then, just want to defend my thought process here. That's you all. Then, you then um, do what so many people, um, you know, sort of is the, uh, I don't know, the, the, you know, what the UVs use for the advertisement. And that is the rope bridges. You, you know, you're strapped into these rope bridges and you cross these bridges and, you know, they're kind of rickety. They kind of feel old. Of course, they're very sturdy. Um, and you cross the crocodile habitat. So you are, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 feet above uh, crocodiles. And obviously, if uh, you know, I sort of give you the thrill, uh, again, this is something you are not getting, obviously, on the safari ride. They don't let you out of the safari ride sure. so you can cross bridges. But you do cross the bridges and you go over and you get another you know, you strap in again and you get another um, uh, sort of talk about the crocodiles. And sometimes they have like, uh, at least when I was there, I don't know if they do this all the time, but they had like a crocodile skull and you get to, you know, they talk about it and they talk about, you know, what they eat and how they live and all that kind of stuff. You do not feed um, the crocodiles. They don't have like sides of beef that they start throwing into the crocodile exhibit. But you do get this. It is a lot of it is interesting to cross that rope bridge and, um and, you know, over the crocodiles, it's a unique experience. Um, but that's sort of the crocodile part. Okay. So. That doesn't appeal to you. It's not that it doesn't appeal to me. Okay. It's very important that we get that clear. It's not that it doesn't appeal to me. I just uh-huh. don't think it's worth $200 to stand <laughs> on, you know, very far away from, from these crocodiles. And, well, or you're closer than you are on the safari. Really that much closer? Uh, the crocodiles, maybe not so much, but you definitely get a better look at the hippos. Okay. And you also get to stay there for a while. I mean, when the crocodiles, you just drive by. You know, hey, look, kids, on the left, there's crocodiles. Zoom. And here, you're, you know, you're there for like a good 15 minutes or so getting some information and you know, learning about crocodiles and getting to watch them and sort of hanging off the cliff uh, looking at them and taking pictures and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. Okay. You don't seem all that impressed. It's a really <laughs> cool idea. It's a really cool idea. But what you're trying to get me to do is say, "Hey, is it worth two hundred dollars?" I've, I've, you know, I've been discussing this with myself for years. Uh, <laughs> it sounds. In fairness, you you are correct in that it's really not two hundred dollars. It's six hundred dollars because you're not going by yourself. Exactly. Exactly. You're going with your wife and child. So for $600, um, is it too much that they saddle up one of these hippos and I ride it? I mean, come on, $600? <laughs> I think for $600, I'm, you know, you can draw straws and one of you gets tossed into the crocodile pit. How's that? <laughs> I don't know that I'd pay for that, but I see where you're going. I see where you're going. I mean, you want to take it to the extreme. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I, I guess they could let... You throw the head of lettuce to the hippos, I you're, suppose. You're, I mean, you're, yes, you're getting just to the, lettuce. <laughs> you're getting to the cool part, the part where I'll say, ha, ah, that's not bad. But go ahead. So, so the, after the crocodiles is when you get on your very own safari vehicle. It's uh, unlike the other safari vehicles. It's more like one you would actually get in the wild. Oh, not in the wild, but in Africa. And that the, the seating is like a benches along the side of the bed, if that makes sense. So it's not like rows, but you're sitting along the side of the of the of, vehicle. Yep. 
uh, it's a lot easier to move around and sort of, uh, you know, uh, do things. And they do stop. I mean, they do, they, they go on the regular so far. They pick you up. Basically you get picked up right where the, um, uh, the baobab tree is, you know, the whole, you know, seeing the baobab tree and, um, you know, the safari for the first time, you get picked up right there. In fact, sometimes when you're on the safari, or actually when you are on the safari, you can actually see the loading station. It's right there off to the left, just as you're coming up the hill and rounding the bend from the baobab tray. But that's where you're bored, and you basically do the regular safari uh, track. You drive along, you see the safari just like you would um, on the safari vehicle. Um, they do stop. They, there is a section by the elephants where they will pull off to the side and let you sit there and watch the elephants for a while. Um, and, and you get a, you know, more of an in-depth conversation, I guess, about uh, about elephants and, you know, their, pl- their plight in the wild and how they care for them here at the animal kingdom, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then you continue on to the Boma. And that is the structure that you see in the middle of the savanna, uh, sitting sort of perched up on top of that hill across from the across from the uh, elephant exhibit, um, and you know basically on the hill overlooking the giraffes and the tommies and all that kind of stuff. And here you sit, and um, for about thirty minutes, uh, they let you out of the truck, and you get food. Uh, depending on what time of the day it is, it might be more breakfasty. Um, usually. I think we did breakfast, if my memory serves, and you got like some fruit and a muffin and some hummus and things like that. I know later on in the day you might get some curry chicken and or some shrimp and stuff like that. It's, it comes in this big silver canister that is like two tiered. So you open up the top. There's like a little level right. with uh, with like hummus and like chips or whatever. And then you pull that all open. You pull that off and below it is, you know, the chicken or whatever, you know, whatever they're offering you. Um, I thought the food was pretty good. I mean, certainly it's not $200 worth of food. So if that's, you know, hey, they're feeding you. It's not, you know, it's not, uh, that, that's not like a main portion of this. And that's not the highlight. But it is awfully cool to uh, sit on the, in that Boma, you know, eating some, uh, eating some snacks and looking out either the elephants on one side or the savanna on the other. Okay. Very peaceful. It's really nice. And, um, and, and this is where not, I'm. This is where I'm impressed, because okay. I would be. I would happily pay top dollar to have a meal there. So, for example, if they offered dinner there, you know, there was somewhere to get out it. there for dinner for, for like a seventy-five dollars per person kind of thing. Absolutely. Okay. All I right. mean, that this is a really cool thing. Uh-huh. This is, it's a you, know, you sit there. You're overlooking the savanna. Um, I would imagine it's incredibly immersive to be out there. Very, very. You know, uh, I mean, that seems like a showstopper to me. And that's the one. This is the part that makes me shake a little bit. Like, oh, I think I would like to do this. There, you know? you, to, to me, there are three things that um, that make it uh, uh, worth it. This is number one. This is the uh, being able to sit there on the savanna. Looking at the animals, you know, right. munching on some hummus or fruit or whatever, and um, you know, walking around a little bit and getting a nice view. As long as I don't even have to like eat a, the hummus, that's fine. You don't like hummus? No, I hate hummus. Oh, really? Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, there are other things, <laughs> but um, it is beautiful out there. It is, you know, quite nice out there. And um, after that's over, after it's like thirty to forty-five minutes, I forget exactly how long. I think thirty. They board you back on the truck and you just sort of finish the safari. Um, 
you know, the safari ride. You can see the lions and the white rhinos. I do believe they pull over or they're able to pull over uh, by the white rhinos so that you can watch them for a little bit. I don't remember if you were able to with the lions. I don't think so. Um, there is one other area where they'll pull over to the side and let you, uh, you know, see a little bit more. But or, you're or, essentially you know, going it's through. It's the same ride. Right. Right. That's the same ride. Getting to the Boma and getting, you know, from the Crocodiles Bridge, when, once you get on the safari ride, I mean, other than being pulled over uh, at a couple of spots and, you know, spending, you know, 10 minutes with the elephants instead of two or, you know, 10 minutes with the white rhinos instead of two, um, it's essentially the same same ride uh, as Kilimanjaro safaris. So what you're that saying, is true. this is what I mean. So you have to decide, or I have decided, that um, what you're doing here, right, Mike? Is mm-hmm. What you're doing is mm-hmm. you're having a large portion of this tour taking place in some place you can go to already for the price of admission. You well, get to stay there a little longer. Right. You get to do some cool things like walk over a rope bridge that really isn't very dangerous. Um, and you, but then you get this meal, which is really cool. I like, I like that part of it. Um, but again, six hundred dollars for a family of three, eight hundred dollars for a family of four, minimum plus tax. So it's probably minimum. more than that. It's probably more like nine. So you're talking about dropping a grand on this experience, just about family of four. Yeah, just about. Okay. You still think it's worth it? Yes, I love okay, it. Okay, great. Well, I had a I'm great time. Glad we have a little point counterpoint. Although it is very important to understand that Mike's opinion is much more, much more reliable than mine because I've never been on it. So. <laughs> well, sure, and we also come from different sort of mindsets. Well, there when is it comes that to, to keep in thing. mind. Mike worked at the Bronx Zoo. Uh, if you are not an animal lover, Mike, mm-hmm. is this worth a thousand dollars? Like, if you don't care about zoos one way or the other, you're a regular you, 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 person coming there, most likely coming to Florida to go on Big Thunder Mountain. Eh. Uh, if your deal is your Pandora there, ride, right. that if, if that's if that's your deal, if you're the thrill ride person, and you just want to go on major attractions and you know get your cheeseburger and go home. Probably not. You're probably not spending a thousand dollars for it. Well, then that's where I am. <laughs> <laughs> you're the, Although you're I'm the, an animal lover more than the average person, so I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. If if I, Disney, I mean, it, if Disney were listening to this, Mike, and they said, "Hey, Dave, uh, we're going to give you a reasonable discount. I'm not expecting anything for free to try it and turn you around," um, th- I would do it. I've got, and I think you would enjoy it very much. Yeah, I think you would definitely enjoy it a lot. I just don't have a spare thousand dollars hanging around to see and something I think, that I, I think the red tornado would like it too. He would yeah. be crossing that rope bridge. <laughs> I I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> so is that all of the wild africa trek yeah then you pretty much yeah you pretty much come home after that that's pretty much the you know a general kind of review of it um i've given you sort of a point by point as to what you actually do and uh you know so you can make your decision as to whether or not you think it's worth it from there um you know i i told you pretty much what happens yeah so 
Um, again, so spoiler alert. It's it's a couple of hours long, correct? It is about three hours. It's three hours at least, yeah. And you're on your feet for a good portion of the time. Uh, you're on your feet for the very yeah. You're on your feet for a, definitely like the first third of it. You're basically on your feet. So there's a certain level of physical fitness needed to do it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, to some degree, right? Yeah. I mean, like, for example, when I went, you know, uh, uh, our mother went with us, she was, you know, not exactly a workout fan. Um, at the time she was elderly, <laughs> she was probably early sixties. She was in her sixties, but she was in her sixties, but she suffered for many years with back issues that kept yeah, her with back yeah. issues, kept her from, you know, so really, she could uh, still doing, do it. She was fine. She right. had no issues at all, at all. Um, you know, like I said, the only thing that they give you a water bottle, for example, that, uh, Oh, that's nice. Um, for $200, you get a bottle of water, you get a water bottle. Uh, also at the end of the, at the end of the exhibit, cause a portion of your, uh, although they, for some reason, I'm not sure why they don't tell you how much, but what's, what size portion of your fee, the $200 uh-huh. you fork down uh-huh. goes to, uh, conservation issues and you get to pick, um, you know, what specific animal, I think it was like rhinos, elephants, lions, maybe gorillas. I forget. And there was like four pick? or five of them. I don't even remember. Probably <laughs> rhinos based upon that. And you put, um, you put like a little pebble into the, into the bowl that you want your stuff and cool. you know, your proceeds to go to. I'm not sure if that really matters to anybody or not, but you know, um, a couple other things like that. Um, you know, and the, and the, the, the little water jug they give you is like this metal water canteen that fits nicely into your vest. Right. It's kind of cool. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, if, I mean, unless you have some serious physical detriments, right. Um, you should be okay. Like I said, our, like our mother was in her mid sixties, had back issues. Uh, even like the last time she went to, to Florida, she was actually on a, uh, uh, one of those, uh, what do they call it? ECVs? Um, you know, yeah, she, she, she couldn't had, walk for, for, yeah, she had for the entire for after day. A while. Yeah. Yeah. She would have problems uh, walking after a while, but she was fine during this. Never, no issues whatsoever. They gave you pictures like somebody, you know, there's a professional photographer there. Sure. Pictures. Yeah. You get, yeah, you get like a CD of, uh, or I probably on your uh, photo pass now, as opposed to, it probably comes on your wristband. Now this was back in the old days. Um, before everybody automatically got photo, you know, photo pass, um, you got like 200, you know, they took numerous, uh, pictures of, and when you open up your, it's everybody on your tour, not just your family, but you know, the other people that, uh, that you met during the tour, they're all, all their pictures, everything is, is on that, um, is in that for you to do whatever you want with afterwards. I think to myself. Should I ever go back to Animal Kingdom? That's where we are now in the world. If I ever assuming it reopens at some point in time. If I ever go back, if I ever if if it reopens and I go, I get the courage up to go back. You know, things have changed. Uh, you know, like I said, I've been a conscientious objector, but I think you're right in that. Um, if you have a kid, that they would get a real thrill out of it. Yeah. You know, it yeah. seems it seems like the the rope bridge and the alligators and the hippos. I mean, that's something that you're not going to see on the tour. Correct. Yeah, on the on the safari ride. Correct. Correct. So Mike recommends the Wild Africa Trek. You've heard everything you see there. 
I'm a conscientious, I'm a conscientious objector who has been shaken to maybe not object as much as I did once before. How's that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Anything else we're, we're missing here? No, I don't think so. That's pretty much covers the entire tour. All right. Don't forget about the T-shirts. Link is in the show notes. Follow us on Facebook uh, at Jombo Everyone. Follow Mike on Twitter at Jombo Everyone. Uh, follow everybody on Instagram at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Mike is also Safari underscore Mike on Instagram. He posts a lot of pictures there as well. So yep. there's uh, lots of stuff to do. If you're not getting your Disney fix, uh, join us on our uh, Instagram and certainly on Instagram. If you're if you're not getting your Disney fix, go to Instagram. There's a lot of pictures we put up there of Animal Kingdom um, for both of us, and that's probably the one we're most active on. Mike is active on Twitter, but he talks nonsense on Twitter. You know, it's not it's not like it's not like fun Animal Kingdom stuff. It's a lot of like baseball and. Politics. I don't talk baseball. Uh, sometimes politics. A lot of pontificating. I usually lose follower. I usually lose yes. followers when I start doing that. <laughs> That's why I don't say, get but involved I don't really at all. Care. That's why I don't care. <laughs> okay, you can drop me. I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that'll do it for Safari Mike. I'm Dave McBride. Quarini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Around. <laughs> Now to cook, I'm